You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. It's been a full and busy but good week for our next guest, Kia Stevens, who's founder of Entrusted Women. She's just released a book called Overcoming Father Wounds. Exchanging Your Pain for God's Perfect Love. It's a vulnerable book, it's an open book, and one she hopes is going to bring healing to those who've experienced what she has. Kia, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, we have so many great fathers listening to RMB, so many that listen to God, so many that lead their families well, but there are some dads who don't do that. So let's start by explaining what a father wound is for those not familiar with it. Sure. If you look up the term father wound, you're going to find that it's synonymous with father absenteeism. And we know that a father can be absent in the life of a child for a myriad of reasons. It could be by way of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, drug addiction, an affair, or a physically present father, but an emotionally absent one. And any one of those examples that I just gave could potentially inflict a wound in the heart of a woman. Can you share how you realize that this is something you were battling with? Maybe how old were you? What stage of life? And how did that kind of manifest in your life? Sure. You know, you don't really know what normal is, quote unquote, or healthy is until you're face-to-face with another person's reality, not in a comparison sort of way. And so when I was in college, I went to an all-female college uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. And when I was in college, I remember being in the dorm room of a friend, and she was sharing with me that she had built a bookshelf with her dad. And for me, that was the equivalent of ripping a Band-Aid off of, of, of a wound. I, at that point, I had had very limited interactions with my father, but I didn't know there was really anything wrong with it. Um, I was in a divorce, uh, grew up in a, in a single-parent house on my, my parents' divorce when I was just a baby. And so I had a few court-ordered visitations with my dad, but then he would leave gifts on the front porch of my grandparents' home, which I am grateful for because I know some people don't get that. But when she was saying that she built a, a bookshelf with her father, that denotes time spent, that denotes an experience, that denotes a relationship. And that was what I was missing and what I longed to have. Well, and it's one thing to go through uh, something like that and to realize yourself that, hey, I don't have the kind of relationship that I sure wish I had with my dad. But how do you go from realizing that to writing a book to help others through it? You know, I was I, I I believe that God called me to write this book, to be quite honest. I kind of had a bit of a Joseph experience when I was in high school uh, where I knew there was something wrong. I knew that there was a neediness inside of my soul. Uh, I was writing this book called The Void, and it was really talking about some of the relationships that I found myself in and why I always found myself coupled up in a relationship. And uh, I went through college knowing that I was going to write this book. I wrote on it off and on. And it wasn't until I got out of college and got married, you know, marriage is like a holy sandpaper and, and it magnifies whatever issues are unaddressed in our heart. And so that's when I began to discover through counseling and through programming and through books that I had a father wound. And and so that book really just stayed with me really for 20 years. 
uh, until God opened the door for me to get it published. And that's kind of how I uh, went from I have a wound to how do you heal from it. And a lot of the book actually chronicles many of the steps that I took. It it chronicles some of the books that I was reading. In fact, I tell a story when I was uh, reading uh, Bringing Up Girls by Dr. James Dobson. And he was describing some of the indicators that you see in girls without fathers how they behave, how they dress, what they're looking for, how they look for what they didn't receive from their father through the arms of the opposite sex. And I'm sitting here reading this book and realize I'm not going to be able to read this book as just a simple researcher because the person that he's describing is actually me. Uh, So, you know, I tried to capture uh, a lot of the the work and the struggle and and the journey of healing my own father wounds in this book so that other people, other women specifically feel like I'm coming alongside of them and holding their hand as they heal their own wounds. The book we're talking about is Overcoming Father Wounds, Exchanging Your Pain for God's Perfect Love. The author, Kia Stevens, with us on 89.3. I want to get to that healing part. Obviously, we will. But are there different types of father wounds or does it all look the same in every person's life? Sure. That's that's a great question. And the answer is yes. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time saying father wounds, father wounds, father wounds before I realized there's an S on wounds. And so to say a father wound is really not sufficient in evaluating how it's impacted the heart of a woman. And so I've looked at it in the sense that we're triune beings. We are all part body, soul, and spirit. And so when you think about a wound and how it impacts you, it could impact you in one of those three areas in your body by by way of a physical wound, a sexual wound, in the way of the spirit by impacting that part of us that engages with God. You know, the Father is the lens through which we view God. And then by way of a soul, our soul is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions. So some of us may have love wounds. We may have trust wounds. We may have affirmation wounds or provision wounds. We may have all different types of of wounds, and it's going to depend on when the wound occurred, how the wound occurred, what age were we, were we able to heal, were we able to process. When you think about it in the natural sense, a wound could be a bruise. It could be a scrape, but it could also be a wound that penetrates the surface of the skin and requires stitches. And so to to that degree, just as we have degrees of wounds in the natural sense, I believe we have degrees of wounds in the emotional sense, in our soul. And we might have a listener uh, hearing your words and saying, you know, I'm realizing during this conversation that you are also speaking about me, about my upbringing, about uh, my relationship with my father. If you've got uh, a woman who's even realizing this for the first time, why is it important for them to address those father wounds? Sure. Uh, I first want to say I understand. I understand the the desire to avoid, to mask, to dismiss, to deny, to justify, to just live life uh, in, in a way where we are not acknowledging that we were wounded or that we were hurt. We don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to impact our family members. We don't want to be that family member at the Thanksgiving dinner table. So I understand that there is a strong lure and a, a pull, if you will, to, to just 
keep everything status quo, to not to not address anything, not make any any scene. But just because we choose not to address our wounds, it doesn't mean that those wounds are not impacting us. In fact, um, one of one of my favorite authors, Dr. Charles Whitfield, in his book, Healing the Child Within, he says the degree of our wound will determine the amount of time that it that is required to heal. So if we do not heal, it's almost as if those unaddressed wounds are still impacting areas of our lives. They're impacting our relationships with the opposite sex. They're impacting our confidence. They're impacting our security. They're impacting how we choose to parent our kids, and we don't know it. So my encouragement to women to address those unhealed wounds is is an acknowledgement that even if we don't address the wounds, it doesn't mean that they're not still impacting who we are and how we live our lives. Kia Stevens with us, Overcoming Father Wounds. And I know in your book, obviously, you are taking us to Scripture. That is the foundation of where you talk about where you find healing is in God's Word, in His presence. And there are stories in Scripture where we see women who have gone through these things and how they found healing. But you also chronicle your way uh, to healing as well. Can you start with talking about some of those first steps towards that wholeness? Sure. Uh, I would say the first step was just acknowledgement. And, and I think that's a, a, a jump on point or a stepping point that a stepping stone that we all can take. We all can just acknowledge when I was four, when I was 17, when I was 29, when I was 36, this happened to me by my father. It hurt me. I'm not saying get a megaphone and shout it at the next family gathering. I'm saying in your prayer closet, along with God, just acknowledge I'm hurt. That It sounds so simple, but sometimes it's so complex and so difficult to do to simply acknowledge. And then the next step, I think, is, is equally a, a, gr- a good leveling uh, ground for us to all say we can do this. And that would be to invite the Holy Spirit into our healing journey to say, God, this happened to me. I haven't healed. I'm still hurting. I I can see the impact it's having in my life. I don't know where to begin. Will you help me? You know, yesterday I just got a DM from someone on Instagram that said, I I read your post on Proverbs 31 Ministries. I had just written a post um, about father wounds. And then I heard a podcast you did. And so I ran out and, and bought bought the book. That's exactly how God operates in our lives. He he does these um, specific and intentional, unexpected things in our life where we hear a podcast or we hear a message or a friend says something or we read a book. That's God. That is God's divine intervention in our lives on our healing journey if we invite him in. And sometimes if we don't and say, God, I need you. God will be faithful, and he will meet every need in the woman who is father-wounded. Such a beautiful word. And even as you're talking, uh, someone might be saying, you know, I don't necessarily want to go to God because uh, we, we hear that our view of God is shaped by our earthly father. What would you tell that woman who says, I'm not sure if I even want to go to God with this? I would say I understand. I, I can't tell you how many times I've told God, I don't want to talk to you. I, <laughs> I do not want to talk to you right now. Uh, just because 
it's difficult. It's difficult to trust God. And like you said, um, I found a quote in the Washington Times years and years ago that said it's common for people to perceive that God is like the father or fatherly figures that, that they had in their lives. You know, so if a father was distant or if he was absent or if he was a dictator or dominant or abusive, you can perceive God to be the exact same way. And you don't want anything to do with God. Maybe Jesus I'll deal with and possibly the Holy Spirit, but God, no, thank you. I, I don't want any part of you. And so the challenge for me and the challenge for all of us is to view God not through the lens of our biological father, even if he was an amazing father. But the challenge is to view God through who he has revealed himself to be in the pages of Scripture. We see God as loving, as compassionate, as intimately concerned about the details of our lives. First Peter 5 and 7. We see God as a healer. We see God as um, tender and compassionate. I love the story of the woman with the issue of blood. After she reaches out and she touches the hem of his garment, she could have just scurried on out of the crowd, unseen, unknown. No one had to even know that she was there. Because she shouldn't have been there in the first place because she was unclean. But Jesus goes out of his way to say, who touched me? Here an omniscient, a sovereign, and an omnipotent God says, who touched me? He knew who touched him. He did that for her. He did that for her because he wanted in front of all of that judgmental crowd to say, no, she is not an unnamed woman. She is not a unclean woman. She is not this woman with an issue of blood. She is my beloved daughter. And that is what he says to all of us. We are his beloved daughter. Wow. We're exchanging our pain for God's perfect love with Kia Stevens today. And you talk about the fact that a growing personal relationship with Jesus really is crucial to this whole experience and this journey towards healing, isn't it? Uh, I honestly, if someone knows another way to forgive somebody without Jesus, please tell me, (laughs) please send me, send me a DM, send me an email because I don't know anything that's strong enough. You know, in this life, we will be hurt. We will experience trouble. You know, sin impacts the family in in a way that is gut-wrenching. I have engaged with women whose fathers have said things and done things and did not say things and did not do things that are unacceptable, that are painful. I'm dealing with women who have been unable to heal for years, 70-year-old women. You know, and so when you think about asking someone to forgive someone else, then you're going to need something substantial. You're going to need something that is strong enough to compel them to relinquish their right to hold that person responsible for the wrong that has been done to them. Now, let me just say, as as a caveat, when we forgive our fathers in order to experience healing from the Lord, we're not justifying, dismissing, denying, excusing, or or saying that, that whatever happened didn't happen. We are legitimately saying, this happened to me. I experience pain, but I am choosing as an act of my will to surrender my right to hold this person responsible for what they legitimately did do to me. And the impetus for me doing that 
is because my Savior has already forgiven me and my Father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes we want to say, oh, the salvation is for me. Yeah, I'm taking that. I'm taking the relationship with, with God. I'm, I'm taking all of this, all of these benefits for being a believer. And we forget that that person that wronged us, that person that said that thing, that person that did that thing, that person that did not say that thing and did not do that thing, that person is also, um, salvation is available for them as well. Mm. And, and that includes our Father. No matter how he hurt us. That includes our father. So honestly, I don't. I do not know how to. Uh, I do not know how to forgive, how to heal without my savior. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. Well, I agree. And that's why I'm so thankful that your book is based and steeped really in God's word and and bringing us into his presence. It's called Overcoming Father Wounds, Exchanging Your Pain for God's Perfect Love. Kia Stevens is the author. And we've got a link to the book, to her website. And let me also encourage you when you head to ericandbridget.org in the top right hand corner, we also have a tab that says how to know Christ. If this is a journey you need to begin to day. Kia, thank you so much for just being open and and vulnerable with your pain, but also your healing and the hope that you found in Christ. We really appreciate this resource today. Sure. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your on your program.